Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. Let us pray for the word. Father, we thank you tonight that you are here to teach us by your Holy Spirit. Father, we want to understand and learn. You can speak to your people in this room more than I can speak. Even though I may say a few words, but you can speak to them in the spirit with thousands of words from heaven that the revelation and the understanding of the things of God will be so evident, will be in their heart, and they will never be the same, Father. We thank you so much in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. We will continue to talk about the personhood of the Holy Spirit. God is one God. God the Father, who is sitting on the throne in heaven, one God, but three parts. And the second part is the Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who came into the world 2,000 years plus ago and died on the cross to pay for our sin. And the third part of God, of the Trinity, is the Holy Spirit. So the same God, one God, but each part has different functions relating to mankind. God the Father is the one who says yes and no and always give or always protect. He is the final decision of what to do. God the Son died for us represent us as our lawyer or our advocate. And he is also interceding for us in heaven right now. We cannot reach to the Father without going through Jesus the Son. Because by nature, we were sinners. But because of the blood of Jesus Christ, we were cleansed and we became the righteousness of God. We became the saint of God. And because of the blood of Jesus, because of what he did on the cross, we can reach to the Holy God. So He is the one who helps us to come into relationship with the Father. But God the Father and God the Son, both of them are in heaven. God the Son is on the right hand of the Father, and the Father sits on the throne. But God, the third part, is the one who works with us on earth here. He is in us, and He is around us. And He can be anywhere. Amen. God, the Holy Spirit, the third part, is working with us on earth here. And He is the person. He is not the influence. He is not just the power. Some cults taught us that God, the Holy Spirit, is just power or influence. But the Holy Spirit is the person. But He doesn't have the body like us. So you cannot see Him. But He is real. And you can feel Him. You can touch Him. And you can sense His leading and his, you can hear His voice. God, the Holy Spirit. It's so important to know who we are working with. Everything on earth here that we want to succeed, we need to depend on the Holy Spirit. Amen? Work together. We work together with Him on earth. A lot of Christians on earth don't understand about the Holy Spirit. They miss a big part of their life because the Holy Spirit 
is the one who helped them to be able to have victory on earth here. Therefore, it's so important to be educated about the Holy Spirit. Many Christians even ignore Him completely. When you work with someone, if you know each other very well, it will make the work go faster and successful. Is that right? As a surgeon, I have assistant in most of the surgery, except some simple surgery like carpal tunnel syndrome that I can do it by myself. But most of the brain surgery, most of the back surgery, I need assistant. And it's easier to work with the assistant who know me and I know him. If I work with a new assistant, it's going to take a while for that person to know how I perform the operation. So I always have the same assistant every time unless he is sick so that we can move fast together. He knows the next step, next step. The same thing when we work with the Holy Spirit. We need to know him and know how he works, know how he moves, know how he ministers with us and in us and through us so that we can move together as one. The reason we need to learn the Word of God is that we have faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing of the Word of God. Tonight, I'm not teaching you just to decorate your brain so that you know about the Holy Spirit. But I want to teach you so that you can take that Word into your heart and build faith. And from today on, when you move out of this room, when you walk out of this room, you know the Holy Spirit better than yesterday. And you can work with Him better than yesterday and last year. And because of that faith, that you know and you have the faith that you know this is how Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit worked with me and helped me, then you can move with Him very powerfully in life. Amen? Amen. Two Christians are different because one person knows the Holy Spirit and another person doesn't have any clue about who the Holy Spirit is. Make a, make a big difference in these two Christians knowing the Holy Spirit. The Bible promises, God promises in the Bible in Isaiah 44 verse 3, For I will pour water on the thirsty land. Water represents the Holy Spirit. Thirsty land, a Christian who are dry and lack strength. And streams on the dry ground. I will pour out my spirit on your offspring and my blessing on your descendant. God promises us that he will pour his spirit upon us. And when the Holy Spirit comes, He will come also with the blessings. Amen? Do you know that if you have the presence of the Holy Spirit, strong presence of the Holy Spirit, it's very difficult for the devil to attack you because he cannot be with the Holy Spirit at the same time. He has to run away from you. If you have the Holy Spirit around you, when the devil comes close to you, he has to run into the garbage can because the Holy Spirit is more powerful more powerful than you. If you have the presence of the Holy Spirit, you're going to resolve a lot of problems. No sickness, no disease, no problem in life because those cannot come and touch you like the book of Psalm chapter 92 talk about. 91, 92. Talk about when you are in His presence, the enemy come against you. They will run away from you. They cannot touch you. Amen. So we need to learn how to usher the presence of the Holy Spirit and work with Him. A lot of Christians quench the Holy Spirit and they live a defeated life because they open the door for the devil to attack them. They don't know how to walk with the Holy Spirit. Last time we learned that the Holy Spirit is a person. He has an intellect. He has a will. 
He can stop you from doing wrong things or stupid things. The Holy Spirit can give you the spiritual gift. And today we will continue to learn how the Holy Spirit works in your life as a person, and we need to cooperate with Him. In Romans chapter eight verse eleven, we're going to continue to learn about how the Holy Spirit works as a person. Romans chapter eight verse eleven, the Bible say, "And if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead, do you know that no man raised Jesus from the dead, no doctors, no resuscitation." No angel raised Jesus from the dead on the third day. The person who raised Jesus from the dead is the Spirit of the Living God. And if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, He, mean the Holy Spirit, who raised Christ from the dead, will give life to your mortal bodies through His Spirit who lives in you. So the job of the Holy Spirit. This scripture has twofold meanings. Number one, one day when we leave this world, our body will go back to the ground to be the dust. We die, our body will be gone. And the spirit of the living God is the one who resurrects our body to have a new body in heaven. All people in the world gonna be resurrected, but one group who believe in Jesus Christ. Repent of their sin, have relationship with Jesus, will be resurrected to have a new body, and will live in heaven forever. But another group, unfortunately, will be in hell forever because they reject Jesus Christ and they have to pay for their sin. That is one meaning. He gives life to our mortal bodies. But there is another level of meaning here. That is, the Holy Spirit is the person who gives us life. When I say life, I don't just mean the heart beating. I don't just mean that the oxygen still going to your lung and the blood still flowing into your body. That is physical life. He gives us life in every aspect. He gives us physical life, health, prosperity. He gives us strength, wisdom. All these are related to life. Is that right? He gives us strength that we don't get old too soon. We can eventually, 120 years old, we still walk around without knee pain. We can still preach the gospel at 120 years old. Amen. Lately, when I talk to my patient, actually today, I talk to one Christian. I say that you know, you God can give you many more years. They are about 75 years old. I say God can give you many more years. You can live more than 100 years old. They say no, 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 no. I say oh, you should not say no, 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 no. You should say yes, 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 yes. I'm gonna live a long life and and I'm gonna serve God for a long time. Amen. I expect to live with Pastor Da for a long time. Pastor Da gonna live more than 100 years old, and we still dance in the Holy Spirit at 120 years old. Amen. Because we have the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit gives us energy, life. Amen? When the sickness comes, and you stir up the Holy Spirit, the, the sickness will go very fast. Because sickness is death, but health is life. You will not get all of these things that I'm talking about if you don't have faith. If you just say, yeah, 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 pastor, you just say that life, I don't care. Then you don't get anything, because everything you get is by faith. I have faith that the Holy Spirit give me life. Amen? 
Give me good knees, good back, good brain, good memory. Give me life. Give me good energy. Amen. Hallelujah. You can sleep less, but still strong. Like me. A few hours sleep, but you still healthy and strong. Because the Spirit of God gives you life. Everyone says, the Spirit of God. Give me life. Amen. If the Spirit of God can give life to Abraham at 100 years old and have a baby with Sarah, be careful, some of you. At 90 years old, don't get pregnant. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> we don't want life only in heaven. We want life now. We don't want to pay medical bills. We don't want to be sick. We don't want to be strong and live a long life. That's why I totally believe in ushering and welcoming the Spirit of the living God to come and touch you again and again and again. The more of the Holy Spirit, the more life you have. Amen? Hallelujah. Everyone say life. Look at another scripture. Galatians chapter 4, verse 6. Because you are sons, God sent the Spirit of His Son into our hearts. The Spirit who calls out Abba, Father. The Bible said the Spirit calls out. In other words, the Spirit can speak and can listen. The Holy Spirit is not an influence or just a power, but He is a person. He has personality, and He can listen to you, and He can talk to you. Amen? So we need to open our spiritual ears all the time and listen to the Spirit of the living God. When I perform surgery... I always listen to the Holy Spirit all the time. I may not pray like a religious person. God, speak to me right now. I don't need to do that. I just turn my spiritual ear and listen to the Holy Spirit all the time because He can speak. In Acts chapter 13, verse 2, the Bible says, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. The Spirit of the Lord spoke to the church in Antioch that set apart Paul and Barnabas. So God gives direction to the church. God gives direction to all of us by speaking to us personally or to the level of congregation, to the church, what we need to do. Amen? So we should always listen to the Holy Spirit. John chapter 16, verse 13, But when He, the Spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you in all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears. He will tell you what is yet to come. So the Spirit of the living God will not speak things out of his own idea. He listened to the Father. He brings the message from the Father in heaven and speak to us. The Father is in heaven. You cannot see him. You cannot hear Him. You cannot be close to Him now because we are in the physical body. But the Spirit of God who is in us can bring the message from heaven to tell us what to do. What's going to happen next? He can tell us what is to come. Amen? You can listen to God and don't make wrong investment. Don't marry a wrong person. Or don't get into the bad relationship or get into the wrong job, or buying a wrong house, 
that you're gonna get into trouble later on. Everything that you do, you should listen to the message from heaven. You need to listen to the spirit of the living God, who will tell you what to do next step, next step, next step. It's much safer to listen to God than try to run your own life. Amen. God knows everything, and He knows the truth. He will guide you and lead you by His voice. First Timothy chapter four verse one say, "The Spirit clearly say that in later times some will abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirit and things taught by demons." Why the Holy Spirit try to bring the message from God, the Holy God? Demons or evil spirit try to also bring deception and wrong doctrines. Wrong teaching to all of us, so we have to differentiate between the spirit of God and evil spirit. When you listen to the voice, there are always three voices that you need to differentiate: the voice of yourself, the voice of God, and the voice of demons. So you need to differentiate all these three voices. Demon come to kill, to steal, and to destroy. You don't want to listen to them. They may bait you with something to come in and get that. Stuff, but you get destroyed by his scheme. But the spirit of God gives life, gives you success, because God is a father. He loves us. Therefore, we need to be sensitive, and we need to differentiate between all the three voices, three kinds of voices. And how do you know that the voice is from the Holy Spirit? The voice that is from the Holy Spirit, number one, never contradicts the Bible. If any voice contradicts the Bible, I give you example. If the voice say, "Don't go to church," don't like that guy in the church. He's so mean. Don't go to that church. Don't don't get too much the Holy Spirit. Oh, that church is crazy about the Holy Spirit. Go to the church that just no no Holy Spirit. That's okay. Don't get too much Holy Spirit. One time, Pastor Da picked up the book from a famous pastor, and that book it reads, "Don't get too much Holy Spirit." She put it down right away and never read that book again. <laughs> Where is in the Bible that don't get too much Holy Spirit? We need more Holy Spirit. We need more of Him. We don't have enough of Him. So it must be in the Bible. It must go along with the Bible. Amen. And number two, how do we know the voice is from the Holy Spirit? The voice of the Holy Spirit never contradicts the character of God. If the voice comes with hatred, jealousy. Cheating, deception, revenge—all these voices are not from God. The voice of God will go along with His character: generosity, love, forgiveness, mercy, kindness, serving, doing good to people. Always in the character of God. Amen. And how do you know the voice come from where? The voice of yourself come from here, from your brain. Because it come from your mind, and the voice from the Holy Spirit come from here, from your heart. Because the Spirit of God live on the inside of your spirit here. The Spirit is deep here, so He will speak from inside. But if it come from the mind, it's your own idea, and the devil will talk to your ear. Demon will speak into your mind and your ear, but God come from inside. So you need to differentiate between the voices. I know that some of you are new believers. You may say. Oh, I don't know what you're talking about, but you can learn and practice. Amen. Learn and practice. It takes time. It takes time to recognize the voice. 
I believe that some of you, when you first came to church and I call you up, you say, "Who is that?" I I remember one time I called somebody, "Who is that?" But five months later, oh, Pastor Lau, because that person recognizes my accent and my voice. But at the beginning, that person doesn't know. So it takes time to recognize the voice of God. But can he speak? Yes, he can speak, and he can speak through people. Second Samuel twenty-three verse two. The spirit of the Lord spoke through me. His word was on my tongue. Can the spirit of the Lord speak through people? Can he speak to your wife? The husband say, "Oh, why so?" Can the the spirit of the Lord speak to your wife? Oh, okay. God gives you the wife to be your helper. Sometimes the man doesn't see everything, but the spirit of the Lord can speak to the wife and say, "Honey, honey, honey, don't do that." I get correction all the time at home. I get a lot of corrections. You know who is my pastor? I'm your pastor, but I have another pastor over me. Her name is Da. <laughs> the Spirit of the Lord speak to her, so I just have to say, "Yes, honey, honey, yes, happy wife, happy life." <laughs> Do you remember this man? God give your wife to be your helper. Sometimes she can see things more than you. Okay, but sometimes God can speak to the husband as well. And God can speak to new believer too. God can speak to anybody. God can speak to the donkey. I'm just kidding. <clears throat> God can speak to any person. You need to recognize when the person speak from God. You need to heed or listen and humble yourself. Don't look down on some new believers. Sometimes God warns you to some new believers, or some even non-leaders in the church, and they speak to you. I remember. Before I came into the file of God, the person who warned me that I don't have enough the Holy Spirit is a brand new believer in our church, and he was in the street before. He came out from being homeless, came into the church. I was a neurosurgeon, a father of three. He has no family. He came from homeless situation, came out from drugs, sit in the church, and one day he come to me and say, Pastor. I think you need more Holy Spirit. <laughs> and when I look at him, hmm, I'm a neurosurgeon and you are just homeless. And you tell me I need the Holy Spirit. I'm a pastor and you're just a new believer. But you know, I listened to him, and because of that, I turned around, I repented, and I turned to more of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So sometimes God uses people to speak to us. We have to be humble to listen to the voice of God. Amen. A lot of time, people don't listen to God. They hear from God, but they don't listen. Look at Isaiah chapter six, verses nine to ten. He said, "Go and tell these people: Be ever hearing, but never understanding; be ever seeing, but never perceiving." Talking about God, speak to people. They hear, but they don't get it. They see, but they don't perceive it. Make the heart of the people callous, make their ears dull, and close their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes and hear with their ears, 
understand with their hearts and turn and be healed. This scripture talking about the condition in the world that a lot of people God try to speak to them, God try to call them into the kingdom, either through sermon, to TV, uh, Christian TV show, or in the church. God speak to them, they hear, but they don't get it. And because they don't get what they hear, the spirit of the Lord speak to them, and they don't get it. What happened? Their heart is closed, and they don't want to understand. They don't want to receive the Lord. And God gives us the antidote: how to correct this people, uh, problem when you give too much morphine. What is the antidote? Who know? If a person get too much narcotics and become sleepy or stop breathing. You give a medication called naloxone. Naloxone or narcan is the antidote of morphine. So God gives us the scripture of antidote: how to help people to hear what the spirit want to say to them. Listen one more time. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts, and turn and be healed. You see the step here. The first step. They need to see. This is the principle of how to help people to not come to know Christ. You need to witness with your own life. People need to see that you are not corrupted, rude, gossiping, cheating, abuse your wife, gossip about your boss. If people see that, the heart is closed because they see that Christians are not different from them. But If people around you see with their eyes that you are loving, kind, generous, and helping people, and very understanding, and listen to people, when they see that, their ears will be open and hear with their ears. So before you preach to people, you need to take people to dinner first, show love to them. Before we preach to Japanese, we need to send money and help them. And go and help them instead of hey Japanese listen to the scripture. They will not listen because their eyes see that we don't help them anything. We are not loving people. We need to be loving people before people can open their ear to hear what the Spirit of God say through you. And after they see the goodness of God through you, their ears open to hear. Then their hearts are open to understand. And what is the outcome? They will turn around. To God and be healed. Amen. Amen. This is the principle of evangelism: not just preaching with your mouth, but preaching with your lifestyle, loving people, caring for people, being kind, being considerate, being giver. Give to people. Don't be stingy. If you are stingy, then no one want to hear the gospel from you because you are so stingy. Amen. Why so quiet here? Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 10, verses 19 to 20. The Holy Spirit can help you speak to you, but when they arrest you, you do not worry about what to say or how to say it. At that time, you will be given what to say. Who give you what to say? Listen, verse 20. For it will not be you speaking, but the Spirit of your Father speaking. Through you, the Holy Spirit can speak, and He can speak through you. 
That's why we need to train our members to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit and to learn how to walk with the Holy Spirit every single step, so that we can speak what He wants to speak to our mouth. Amen. So we can hear His voice, and we can say the right thing to the people at the right time and the right sentence to get them saved or to help them. Maybe words of wisdom, maybe word of knowledge. God will speak through you. Listen to the Holy Spirit. He is the key person. Revelation chapter two, verse seven, eleven, and seventeen. He who has an ear is interesting. How many people have ear here? No. How many people don't have ear? Raise your hand up. Okay, everyone has ear. Okay, but the Bible says, "He who has an ear." Hmm. It means that somebody have ear but don't listen. Let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Verse eleven. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. He who overcomes will not be hurt at all by the second death. Verse seventeen. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Many times, the Bible says repeatedly again. When the Bible repeats something many many times, it means it's very important. It means that that is against human nature. That's why he has to say, "Wake up, wake up, wake up!" Three times. If you have ear, listen. But it's the human nature. Our human nature is to run our own life. I know I'm smart. I know everything. I can make decision on my own. I know I know a lot of Bible. I've been a Christian for 20 years. I've been a Christian for 100 years. I know everything. I have been in the church for thousands of years. <laughs> I don't need to listen to God. I'm a smart guy. I graduate from University of Washington. I'm a nurse. I'm a doctor. I'm an engineer. I don't need God. That is human nature. But God say, slow down. Have your ear open and listen to me in everything you do. Can we live like that? Should This be the way we live every single day. To listen to the spirit of the living God every single day, every single step of our life. Amen? Amen. I tell you the truth that my practice is still very busy, even though the amount of patient in the hospital has gone down. And I know one of the reason, because I have seen so many patients who has been. Deserted by many doctors because they say, "Oh, you know, you can have to live with this pain. There's no solution for you." And after they came, the spirit of the Lord spoke to me. This is the problem. He showed me in the X-ray. I fix it, and they are fine. After that, they go tell another hundred people. I don't need to have a website. The word of mouth is the best, better than website. Why? Because the spirit of the Lord leads me. Every single step, I never be looking at the film by myself. I just look with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, what is going on? Tell me, show me. Anything I miss, anything I should do next. What is the next test I should order? What is the next X-ray? What is next? What should I do? I listen to God all the time. I ask the Lord all the time. Amen. Amen. Everything in our life, we should be led by the voice of the Holy Spirit. Amen. That's why Jesus said that 
People who are in the kingdom of God should be like children. What do the children do? They listen to their parents. They're not running their own life. Listen to that all the time. Is that right? We should be children in our heart all the time as Christian related to the Father. Listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. How many people will from now on be more open and sensitive to the voice of the Holy Spirit? How many people make a decision that way from today on? How many people from now on will let God lead your life, not yourself? Let Him sit in the driving steering wheel and let Him lead you. Make less and less mistake in your life. Amen. First Corinthians chapter two verse ten. But God has revealed it to us by His Spirit. This scripture, the Apostle Paul talked about a lot of secret and wisdom and the things that we don't know as human. We, our eyes have never seen, our ears have never heard, our mind cannot understand. And then Apostle Paul continued to say, "But God has revealed it, the secret of God, the the revelation, the marvelous thing, the treasure of heaven to us by His Spirit." So the Spirit of God is the one who will bring the wisdom, the understanding. The revelation, the things that we should know, that normal human being, even though you may graduate PhD, you don't understand. You can understand the deep things of God. The situation becomes wisdom by the revelation of the Holy Spirit. Amen. That's why God gave us the Holy Spirit, and why a lot of Christians don't even care about Him. He is want to help you. He want to reveal good things to you. Revealed by the Holy Spirit, and the Spirit searches all things. You can lie to people, but you cannot lie to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit searches your heart. He has a scan. Then you go to the airport, you pass a scan. Is that right? The search to see any gun, any knife, anything in your body to blow up the airplane or not. It searches your body. The same thing, the Holy Spirit, He searches the heart of God, the Father, and brings to you the wisdom of God. Not only that, He searches your heart. He sees. People can act nice, but in the heart is a wrong attitude. He knows. You cannot lie to the Holy Spirit. He knows everything what you think. Amen. Amen. If you know this fact or this truth, you will be more careful not to play game with God, because. You cannot lie to God. He knows everything in your heart. He searches. He seeks. He evaluates. He explores. He examines your heart. I have to be very careful in my attitude. Everything I do, because I can fool man, but I cannot fool God. If I do good to somebody, do I have a hidden agenda? Do I manipulate people for my personal benefit? I have to. Examine my heart carefully, yeah? because I know the Holy Spirit will find out. He he find out what I'm doing. Amen. And then we can live in the fear of God. We know that okay, I'm not gonna fool God. God knows everything. He searches my heart. Everyone says searches. He seeks. Amen. And then he reveals to us the great things of God. Romans chapter eight verse twenty six. Sometimes we don't know what to pray. 
but one person can pray through us. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. Our weakness means we don't know everything. For example, I live in America. I don't know what's going on with my dad at this time, but who knows? The Holy Spirit knows what is going on with my dad in Thailand. So if something bad is happening to him, the Holy Spirit can come into me and pray through me for my dad, because he knows everything. In my weakness, I can be at one place at one time. I don't know everything, but he knows everything, and he can pray. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit Himself intercedes for us. With groans that words cannot express, the Holy Spirit can help us to pray. He can pray through us. Is it wonderful? Sometimes you don't know what to pray. He prayed to us. I'm gonna teach this in detail later on in the revival service. How to pray in the Spirit. That is not a subject today. We're gonna learn how to pray in the Spirit later on. Last one I want to say and then stop. John 14:26. But the Counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things, and will remind you of everything I have said to you. The Holy Spirit is our greatest teacher. He teaches us. When you read the Bible, if you just use your mental ability to understand, you will fail. This is the word of the Spirit. This is the word from heaven. You cannot use your mental ability to understand this only. You need the revelation or the teaching of the Holy Spirit to show you what God means in here, how you apply in your life. Apply the Word of God. It will bounce out of the page of the Scripture when the Holy Spirit show you, teach you. When you read, oh, I see. Oh, I see. I get it. I get it. He will reveal. The application, the truth, the wisdom from the Scripture. Therefore, when you read the Bible, you should, should ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you at the same time, teach you. The same thing when I teach the Bible, I ask the Holy Spirit to teach through me, to speak the things from heaven to you. I should not teach only from my ability up here. I should teach from the Holy Spirit. He will keep speaking to me, show you. What the Bible try to say, Amen? Amen. Everyone who want to teach the Bible should be teaching by the anointing of the Holy Spirit, not by just diploma from the Bible school. We should be speaking from the Holy Spirit, and at the same time, the Holy Spirit will teach the listener. He will talk. That's why it's so important to have the presence of God in the meeting. If there's no presence of God in the meeting, we just have. I speak from my head, and I will hit your head. Head hit head, like this. My head hit your head. Just, but when the Holy Spirit show up, the Spirit in my heart speak to your heart, and your heart open and receive, and you have understanding and revelation. So we need to speak from the heart that the Holy Spirit is inside, and speak to the heart of the and people who sit and listen should open the heart and listen as well, and ask the Holy Spirit to show you. Amen. Sometimes it can be a very simple word, but it change your life. Amen. Everyone say the Holy Spirit teaches me. He searches. He prays. 
He speaks to me. He listens to me. I listen to him. He gives me life. Wow, so many good things about the Holy Spirit. We will continue to learn next time what the Holy Spirit is doing in our life and how we can walk with Him. Today we learn about Him so we can walk with Him, so that we can work with Him in this earth together with Him. Amen. Amen. Christianity is not a religion. Christianity is not a formula. Christianity is a relationship with the living God. And He relates to us by His Spirit. So every Christian should be filled with the Holy Spirit. Every Christian should learn how to walk with the Spirit of the living God. Amen? Hallelujah. The world of the Spirit is real. The spiritual world is real. No question at all. Young people in this generation are going out of the church to look for the spiritual world out there. Because the church cannot provide the spiritual thing. So they run out of the church to look for the spiritual thing out there. The church should be filled with the Holy Spirit and can provide the spiritual need of people. Amen? I learned one thing about Christian walk, and then I finish. If you keep learning, learning the Bible without being touched by the file of God, eventually you're going to have a big head and arrogant attitude. And you become religious. I know a lot, but you cannot do it anyway. And you start to look down on other Christians. I'm the best church. I'm the best Christian because I know I've been through many classes. But actually, it's dangerous. It's nothing wrong to know the Bible, but it's not enough. We need to walk with the Spirit and humble ourselves and learn that He only can help us to practice what the Bible says. He is only, the only person that can really help us to walk day by day victoriously. You are not using your own muscle to obey the Bible and be victorious. It's by the Spirit of the living God. And in this way, you humble yourself and you don't look down on other Christians. And you don't compare yourself to other Christians because you know you yourself need the Holy Spirit. Why I have to compare myself? We all need the Holy Spirit. We're all like kids. We need the Holy Spirit. Amen? The church needs to be balanced. The Word and the Spirit. Both have to be strong in both sides in order to stay healthy and balanced and strong. Amen? Thank you, Lord Jesus. Before I pray for people tonight, I'd like to ask a question. Is anyone in this room who is not sure that you are saved and you have relationship with God? And you say, tonight I want to make sure that I become a child of God. My sins is forgiven and I will have the new life, abundant life that God talked about. I want to accept Jesus into my heart, that He died for me, He loves me, He cares for me, and I want God to be my God. I don't want to run my own life anymore. I want Jesus to be my God. If you are that person, I would like to encourage you to pray with me. The Bible says that if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth 
that Jesus is Lord. Heart and mouth. Believe in the heart and confess with your mouth. You shall be saved. It's not enough just to believe in your heart. You need to confess with your mouth. And that's what I did about 30 years ago when I was in the medical school. I bowed down and prayed. I was a Buddhist by background. I grew up in a Buddhist home. But that day I bowed down and said, Jesus, I confess with my mouth that you are my Savior. I am a sinner. I need your help. I cannot run my own life anymore. I'm not a happy man. I have a lot of problems, a lot of wrong attitudes. I need you to help me. Forgive my sin. Change my life so that I can be a new person. After I confessed that prayer with my mouth, I became a new man. And since then, God showed me that He is real. If you're not sure tonight and you want to be a child of God, I would like to ask you to confess with me. Give your life to the Lord. Don't depend on yourself anymore. In fact, how many people watch the news from Japan? How many people saw that tsunami? Do you think the same way I thought that, wow, life is so unpredictable. Life is so fragile. Gone. Within a few seconds. We need God. We need the grace of God. Life is so vulnerable and so fragile. I need God every day. I need God to protect me. I need God to help me every single day in my surgery, in my driving, in my walking, every single day. I cannot depend on myself. Life is so vulnerable and fragile. Amen. Things can go wrong. Calamity, things, sickness, things can go wrong. But if we put our life in the hand of God, he will protect us. He will lead us. He will guide us. And less chance of mistake. Amen. So I want to encourage you to put your life in the hand of God. How many people want to put your life in the hand of God? Raise your hand up. Say, God, I want to give my life to you. Raise your hand up. Why don't you keep your hand up and pray with me? Father in heaven. Father in heaven. Tonight, tonight, I make a decision. I make a decision to believe in my heart. In my heart that you are my creator. That you are my creator. I confess with my mouth. I confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ. That Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. Is my Lord and Savior. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. I don't want to run my own life anymore. I don't want to run my own life anymore. I need your love. I need your love. Your protection. Your teaching, your teaching, your guidance, your guidance, your power, your power, your forgiveness, your forgiveness. Lord, come into my life. Lord, come into my life. Be my God. Be my God. And help me. And help me. I humble myself. I humble myself. Before you. Before you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Tonight. Tonight. I am a child of God. I am a child of God. And you are my Father. From now, on, From now on, I will get to know you more. I will get to know you more. And I will walk with your Holy Spirit. Walk with your Holy Spirit. Teach me every day, Lord. Teach me every day, Lord. How to walk with you. How to walk with you. 
Show me your way. Show me your way. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. For dying for me. Dying for me. And paying the price for me. Paying the price for me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. I pray. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. When Jesus was living on Earth here, he preached, he taught, and he touched people. According to the Bible, the way God impart the blessing from heaven is by touching, by laying on of hand, and that's definitely the same thing with the demonic activities. If you went, you go to the place that worship. Satan, they will use touching too, to impart evil spirit into people. But because they imitate the way of God, if you read the scripture carefully, you will see that everywhere Jesus went, he touched people, he laid hand on people. I will read to you and show you. Then Jesus touched their eyes, saying, "According to your faith, let it be to you." And as many as touch it, m e a n touch the hem of his garment, were made perfectly well. Jesus came and touched them and said, "Arise and do not be afraid." Then little children were brought to him that he might put his hands on them and pray. But the disciple rebuked them. But Jesus said, "Let the little children come to me." And do not forbid them, for of such is the kingdom of heaven. And he laid his hands on them and departed from there. So Jesus had compassion and touched their eyes, and immediately their eyes received sight, and they follow him. Wherever he entered into villages, cities, or the country, they laid the sick in the marketplaces. And begged him, listen carefully, and begged him that they might just touch the hem of his garment, and as many as touched him were made well. Then he put out his hand and touched him, saying, "I'm willing, be cleansed." Immediately the leprosy left him. Then he came and touched the open coffin, and those who carry him stood still, and he said, "Young man." I say to you, arise. So Jesus touched, touched, and spoke and spoke to the situation. Jesus answered and said, "Permit even this." And he touched his ear and healed him. When the sun was setting, all those who had any that were sick with various diseases brought them to him, and he laid his hands on every one of them and healed. And demon also came out of many, crying out and saying, "You are the Christ, the Son of God." A woman with the issue of blood touched the hem of Jesus' garment, and then Jesus turned around and said, "Who touched my cloth? Who touched me?" Another scripture said, "So he touched her hand, and the fever left." She arose and served them.
another scripture. And he took him aside from the multitude and put his fingers in his ear, and he spat and touched his tongue. Touch, touch, touch. You can see from the scripture that it's normal in a Christian practice to touch and lay hand on people. In this meeting, we don't let people lay hand on each other because you don't know everybody here. So you don't want anybody to lay hand on you. You want to make sure that the person lay hand on you is a the man of God or who really fear God and live in the fear of God. Amen. Because in the touching there is impartation, there will be change in your life. And our church want to practice the Bible, so we believe in laying on of hand. We believe in blessing. When we lay hand, we bless, we impart the spirit of the living God. Amen. If other churches don't want to practice, that is their situation. We're gonna follow the Bible. Amen. That is in the Bible everywhere. Jesus touched people everywhere, and Paul did the same thing. Actually, the Bible say in the book of Acts chapter 19, I read to you. Acts chapter 19 say, "Now God worked unusual miracles by the hands of Paul." What is that? Hands. When Paul was living on earth, he lay hand a lot. God perform unusual miracle through His hands. So laying on of hands is of God. Amen. Why we need to lie people up? Somebody asked me, why don't you just ask people to kneel down? You lay hand on people while they are sitting on the ground. I did that in certain meeting, but we lie people up instead of sitting down because. If you want your pastor to live a long life, you don't want your pastor to do this for hundred people. What happened to my back? If I keep doing this for hundred people, if it's in Thailand, I have to do one thousand people. At the end of the service, no one catch people anymore, so all the usher need to sit on the floor. And then you saw that. You know how I do when I lay hand when people sit on the floor. I have to do this way. Because I don't want to bend my back, I tell my patient all the time, "Don't bend your back." So I have to do what I say. I don't bend my back like this for a long time. So I need to kneel down and crawl on the floor to lay hand on people. You don't want me to do that for hundred people. Maybe fifty usher is okay, but not hundred people. Amen. Why not just let you sit there and I go in? Let me show you the how difficult to get in here. You see. So if people complain that why we have to line up and lay hand, because it's not practical to walk inside the chair and lay hand on people, it's not practical. We need to be practical. Amen. Not only that. For some reason, the standing position and sitting position is a position that's so easy to get out from the presence of God. Because when you stand, you look around, you cannot focus. If you sit, you tend to open your eyes and look around again. What is going on around me? But when you prostrate before the Lord, you forget about other people. You don't see other people anymore. 
because they all in the same level on the ground. You don't look at people anymore. You can really focus on the Lord and let the Lord touch you as long as He wants. You see my point here. Is this is all practicality? It's not a rule that we have to lay hand this way, but this is the best way to me. The person who lay hand, or for the person who receive, or for the people who can press in to be touched by the Holy Spirit as long as they want. Instead of being tired, the knees start to get tired and stand for a long time. This is the best way. Amen. Do you understand why we do this? Amen. In certain meeting, I don't do this because too many people. So I have to walk to the. You saw that I walk to the chair sometime. Too too many people to lay hand. Thank you, Lord Jesus. How many people are hungry? How many people want more of the Holy Spirit on the inside of you? How many people want to know the Holy Spirit? Do you know the Holy Spirit by being touched by Him and by spending time with Him? This kind of meeting, the presence of the Holy Spirit is strong, so you can practice listening to Him, connected with Him, learn how to walk with Him, and when you go outside the room to other places, you can be sensitive to the Holy Spirit easily. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. How many people agree that it's good to be touched by the Holy Spirit? Amen. Some of you, God may want to heal you tonight. Some of you, God may want to cast out demon out of out of you. Some of you, God may want to break some curses and bondages or some bad habits. Some of you, God may want to anoint you to do something greater than before. We don't know what God is doing, and I don't know either. And it's not my business to know. It's between you and God. Whatever God wants to do tonight to you is between Him and you, and then move on. But we know one thing: if you're serious, you're gonna change. You're gonna move on to the next level by the Spirit of the Living God. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Don't come with fear, with doubt. Come like a children, hungry. God, touch me. I want to be changed. I don't want to be the same. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, we thank you so much tonight. That we will give the time to your Holy Spirit to move, to fill people, to touch people. Train your people in this room to be spiritual Christians who knows the Spirit, who are sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit, who knows the voice of the Spirit, led by the Spirit, living in this life. Victoriously, by the power of the Holy Spirit, cleanse them, Lord, to be holy and pure. Lord, if they are sick, the Holy Spirit heal them. If they are in the curses, break that curse, Lord, in their life. If they have relationship problem, heal the relationship, Father. Between parents and children, husband and wife, friends in the church, Father, we thank you, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I would like to invite those who have small kids first to the front, so that after that you can go take care of your kids 
people who have small kids come first.
message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. To them all gathered in your name, I live to you this new praise song. All the wrongs I have ever done Have been washed away By your only son Bring me your tired You said Bring me your weak Bring me your hungry masses We seek your glory